Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 93 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, the party prince himself. It's Grant Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? The party's here. <laughs> and when the party starts, it never stops. No. And and uh, everyone knows that the party doesn't start until Grant shows up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And there's always music following me. <laughs> DJ music. Yeah. Yeah, from uh, distant planets. So... By the Grandmaster himself. Himself. Uh, we are obviously talking about What If um, on this episode of Disney Plus Reviews. We're also going to be talking about The Sandlot, mm-hmm. uh, a uh, throwback episode where we go back and watch a, a classic Disney movie. Or no, it wasn't Disney when it released. It was no. 20th Century Fox. Yep. Um, but uh, now it's uh, technically a classic Disney movie. Um so yeah, we will get into those discussions here in a little bit, but if you're just joining us for this podcast, we want to let you know we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast re- reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, that's why we're doing every episode of What If. Uh, every episode that, that comes out, we've done a review on so far, and that's not going to stop. We've, we're reviewing episode seven today, and then the last two episodes, we're doing reviews uh, of those episodes as well. If you'd like to stay tuned and not miss the future episodes, obviously hit the subscribe button, and uh, you'll catch all of our commentary on that. We are getting excited for October. Um, Grant, just right before we hit record, Grant and I were talking about kind of some ideas for uh, a a scary set of episodes um, for the month of October, so definitely stay tuned with us on that to see uh, what we are going to be watching and discussing during the scariest month. But before we get into The Sandlot and What If, we'd like to do Disney Plus News of the Week. Uh, Grant, what of interest piqued your interest? Um, I would say one thing, and this is really short. Actually, two things caught my interest, but the first one's probably that they finally announced that Miss Marvel was going to be delayed for 2022. And I feel like this isn't really a shocker to either one of us. Because we hadn't heard anything about it. And we already knew uh, Hawkeye was coming in like right before Thanksgiving. So it really wasn't a shocker to us that Miss Marvel has been delayed. Yeah, I think we kind of posited either last week's episode or the week before. I can't remember of it, of it saying it'll probably be delayed to 2022. Yeah. I think that's what the, a lot of the rumors were. But yeah, it's official like Disney Plus... CEO or whoever, maybe the director. I can't remember who came out and said, "Yeah, it's not. It's not coming this year." Um, big bummer for me. I, I'm. I've said this many times, but Miss Marvel is one of the properties I'm the most excited about, um, as far as new 
Marvel stuff. Um, I'm very excited for the Spider-Man movie in December, but mm-hmm. other than that, Miss Marvel is the next thing I'm the most hyped about. Uh, more than Hawkeye, uh, more than honestly, probably maybe even more than Doctor Strange. Although I, I really can't wait to see what they do with that movie. But yeah, Miss Marvel's a, a big property for me. Yep. So I love that character from the comics. Um, probably not a huge deal for you. I, we have enough to watch yeah. between now and then. And I mean, February is kind of the idea. Yeah. And I definitely would say with that, it's kind of like, uh, with all these series, definitely just have an open mind. Don't know a ton of backstory. Just going in with an open mind. Yeah. So you, you don't know too much about this character, right? No. Do you no. even know where her... I'm not trying to insult you. I, I think probably most of America doesn't know anything about this character. Yeah. Um, what, do you know what her powers are? Nope. Okay, cool. Well, I, I, I kind of don't want to spoil it. Like, yeah. Or the listeners. Like, it's, um, it, I will say this. It's powers you've seen before. Like, she has the same powers as another Marvel character. Um, but And maybe even a couple depending on your knowledge of Marvel. But yep. um, but yeah, it's. I think it's very unique in this. It, she's more unique to me as a character just in who she is. She's uh, like a Pakistani-American. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see how they treat like the religious part of her life because she's very religious. Yeah. Or at least her family is in the comics. And she, you know, I think assigns herself to a lot of that, that religion. But also just the fact that she's a teenager and we haven't, other than Peter, who... I mean, Peter in the movies is high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he goes. To yep. the, he does the the AV club or whatever at his yep. high school. But she like this is he's one of the only characters we've even seen that's of that age. He's the only character, right? Mm-hmm. We've not seen anyone else high school that has powers. No. Okay, so this is like only the seventh, uh, the seventh, the second character in Marvel MCU that is actually of this age group. So that has powers. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see them do more. Like I, I want them to do Peter and Kamala Khan, who mm-hmm. is this Marvel, Miss Marvel as well as others too. So now they also said something in an article that I, re- I read, they were talking about, there's a movie coming out called the Marvels. Yep. Was that, that wasn't a new announcement. No. Okay. I guess I had just forgotten about that. I'm assuming in that stars Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. Yes, I believe so. And I think they said the girl from WandaVision, yeah. um, Monica Rambo. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's right. Who is in the comics, the original Captain Marvel. Yep. So it might be like legitimately like all three of the Marvels in that movie. So, but yeah, they, they can't release that movie until the show com- comes out as my guess. Yeah. So yeah, cool. I, I'm, I'm still very excited. I, it, it's a bummer that we have to wait a couple, a couple more months, but I just want that show to be really good and I'm very excited to watch it. So. Yeah. And then my other stories, probably Disney Plus Days or Disney Plus Day, whatever yeah. they're calling it. And for a lot of people, this is really exciting. But for you and me, two out of the three big hits we've already seen. So it probably won't have the same amount of luster as it does for other people because um, the two that we're talking about are Jungle Cruise and Shang-Chi. And we've both already seen both those movies. So for a lot of people, it'll be super exciting because it's going to be brand new to them. And, I mean, we're both really high on both of those movies. And people will be thrilled to see them. But then, 
Um, the biggest thing probably for us is the Home Alone reboot. Home sweet Home Alone. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully it doesn't suck. Dude, I can, okay, I don't care. I mean, I do care. I want it to be good, but like... Yep. Either way, I can't wait to see that movie. Yeah. Like, even if if even if like future me from like November thirteenth comes back, goes and it hops in a time machine, and comes back and says, "Don't waste your time; it's terrible." Yeah. I'm still watching it. <laughs> like I can't wait to see that movie. So, yeah. So here's the full the full list if you're interested. If you haven't seen the news, so they're calling this Disney Plus Day, and yep. it's essentially just the anniversary of when Disney Plus first launched almost two years ago. So November twelfth, twenty twenty one. Shang-Chi, you already said that. Jungle Cruise, Home Sweet Home Alone. Those are like the three biggest ones. And then uh, some uh, a series of shorts called Olaf Presents. Okay. Did you see this? I, I, I read this and I was like, that sounds awesome. It's, it's literally um, Olaf re- retelling classic Disney tales in the way that only Olaf can tell them. Huh. So like if you've seen, probably a lot of our audience has seen Frozen and Frozen 2. Yeah. In Frozen 2... Olaf regales a group of people with the story of Frozen One yeah. in a like a very quick like twenty second recap and it's hilarious mm-hmm. and I like I'm really hoping that he's like all right let me tell you all the story of Cinderella and it's just bonkers like, yeah that could be good yeah so that that sounds fun I, those are almost certainly gonna be like little five minute things but I, I'm excited to see that um I, a couple of these I'm gonna skip because I think they're really really small but there's a new animated short from the Luca. Mm-hmm. Uh, universe or whatever called Ciao Al- Ciao Alberto. So that, they don't say anything. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Um, a new Simpson short. Usually those are like three minutes or four mm-hmm. minutes. They're they're kind of little bite sized things, but they're I think they've always been funny. Uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. A few episodes of that. Who cares? Um, this is interesting to me, but I don't know what it is. It says a special celebrating the origins and legacy of Star Wars legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett. So that that's either going to be like a unique, like never before seen footage of like early Boba Fett, or it's just going to be Marvel Legends for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So either way, I think it'll be cool. I just I'll be less interested if it's footage I've already seen before. Yeah, <laughs> so, I hear you. Um, those are the biggest things. Mm-hmm. for that day. So I, I think, like you said, if you've not been in the theaters at all this year, and some people literally can't, like if you're yeah. in Australia or whatever. So Shang-Chi, Jungle Cruise, Home Sweet Home Alone, Olaf Presents, Ciao Alberto, all coming out, Simpsons all coming out on the same day. That's a big day. Like that, yeah. that'll be one of the biggest days of the year. So yeah, I think it's cool. I, it's neat that they're celebrating their history, their you know, they're only two years old, but celebrating their their birthday basically with some some cool things. So, yeah, I saw a couple of stories I wanted to talk about really quickly. You, they were kind of doing a little bit longer news segment this week, but um, so Disney confirmed when the Eternals is going to land on Disney Plus, and it's a little predictable, but I think so. The bigger story is kind of like the future of how they're releasing films. Mm -hmm. Like now that COVID is starting to wane, at least in the States. So it is releasing 45 days after the theater release. So that's not super surprising. That's basically a copy and paste. So it'll be like January. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 45 days, about a month and a half. Yeah. Almost, almost January. Um, so yeah, 45 days from the, the, the original theater release. So basically a copy and paste from Shang-Chi, 
But what's interesting is that part of the articles talks about, and this is true of the other movies that are, like all the other movies that are coming out this year. So I think the bigger uh, story is that The Last Duel, Ron's Gone Wrong, uh, West Side Story, are these Disney movies? West Side Story and The King's Man will also arrive in, and only arrive in cinemas following their, I think it means in streaming services following their su- subsequent launches. Are those Are those Disney movies? I don't think so. Oh, wow. Okay, never mind. Encanto is coming out 30 days after it arrives in theaters. So basically what the article is trying to say is that like this might be kind of the new thing for Disney. Yeah. Um, I still want them to do... I do... For some movies especially, I do like that they're offering the premiere... Disney Plus premiere access. Mm-hmm. But it's looking like maybe that's going to happen fewer and fewer times. And I, I think it certainly is more and more people are going back to the theaters and lockdowns release and stuff like that. I don't know that they'll continue to do premiere access anymore. I, I really think that that was just kind of a necessity. We have to do this to get eyeballs on our, on our properties as theaters were closed. Um, so, so depending on how you feel about premiere access, that's either a good news story or a bad news story. So, but it does seem like, you know, we've seen Shang-Chi Eternals is going to be like this. Really, Encanto is only a 30-day window because they're trying to get it out by Christmas Eve. So, really, it's a 45-day window. I think it's going to be the new the new norm for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And then the last uh, article I read, and this actually was a discussion I wanted to have on the podcast uh, just for a minute or two, but it the headline is, um, you know, it's kind of one of those shocking headlines, whatever, when you read it, but it's, will Disney Plus have ads soon? And... Let let me read what the CEO, Disney Plus CEO or Disney CEO said first, and then I, I want to posit some ideas of what I think this might be. But he says Disney Plus has a lot of kids that watch it, and the taste for us to consider advertising on something like Disney Plus would be completely different than it might be on Hulu. So then again, you take that individual, no one size fits all type approach that we are looking at across the world, and then he goes on to say like, how would we use this? Like if we were going to put some ads on Disney Plus, you know where. Who, would we do it for adults? Would we do it mm-hmm. for kids? Would we do it for both? And you know, during before which which shows and movies would we do it? He's, it? They're not like saying we're definitely doing this. It's coming. It's like we're, it's something we're tossing around. It's like we're we're discussing it in the boardroom type of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I have a couple ideas as, as to what I think this could be. I think it could be legitimately just the same way that Hulu does it. So they mm-hmm. Hulu offers different tiers of streaming subscriptions they offer they have a lower price if you're willing to put up with some ads before your shows or Mm -hmm. during your shows and then they have a higher price but then you don't have any more ads so i think that's one way to do it another way would just be amazon does ads for their own shows yeah before shows so it's kind of like a way to keep you coming back to amazon skip it yeah exactly um so that could be something that they're doing is kind of like just promoting themselves but i think what he's I think what he's referring to is like legitimate ads like Coca-Cola or, mm-hmm. you know, which Nike. Would make, Nike. Which would make sense for Disney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let me posit the question to you, Grant. They Let's say in a couple months, let's say January 1st, they offer a lower tiered, a lower cost price for Disney Plus, but with ads. Mm-hmm. Do you switch to the lower price model, if you haven't like prepaid for whatever X number of years, or whatever, like if you, do you switch to the lower price model and spend less money or do you just stick with what you have and enjoy ad free? Probably stick with my money yeah. and go uh, ad free. Cause I can't stand ads. 
Yeah. Ads are annoying. Like we, uh, this was on Disney plus, uh, but last night we watched, uh, psych the musical because we've been watching the tv show psych okay and it we've been watching it on prime video but they don't have psych the musical on prime video so we had to watch it on peacock and we just have the free version of peacock yeah so we had to watch it with ads so like every like 15 minutes we'd have to watch an ad and it's really annoying so it was like a 30 second ad every 15 minutes which that's like depending you know compare that to like how you and i grew up when mm-hmm. we were kids and stuff like yeah. that it's like we had like three minutes of ads yeah. every like eight minutes or whatever so like 30 seconds every 15 is like oh you know first world problems but it really is a big difference and i i feel like i'm kind of in the camp the same camp as you like the whole to me the whole point of streaming is to just go straight through and yeah. not have to fight ads every because the breakup of of the action of like Oh, like they're gonna pause my show for the next three minutes, and then I have to remember where we, what we were just doing, you know, three, yeah. mi- three minutes ago. And I mean, to our even our like TV now, where it's very DVR ish. Yeah, I mean, people literally get DVR so they don't have to watch commercials. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 worth the DVR price just for that. Yeah, I gosh, I almost wonder how many people actually take advantage of that, like. I know probably a lot of people. Hulu is more expensive than Disney Plus too. I think that's worth mentioning. Yes, that it. Yes, you, you know you you can pay more for the ad free version, but even the ad version is more expensive than Disney Plus. So uh-huh. it, I, I think a lot of this could depend on how they how they frame it. Like if they say we're we're raising our prices. Yep. If if you want to stay at the price that you're at, you're you're going to have to have some ads. Otherwise, you're going to have to throw us more money per month. Yeah. I think that's a harder sell for people to like. Oh yeah, let me let me throw you an extra two dollars extra every month just so I don't have you know yeah. you know put ads on all my stuff. So I think even a thirty second break every eight to fifteen minutes, whatever, is more than what I think a lot of consumers want to deal with. Like that's mm-hmm. the whole reason they have streaming services. So yeah, so I mean it's definitely an interesting topic, and we'll see where that ends up. Yeah. My guess is it's probably not something they announced this year if, if they do it at all. Yeah. Um, so, and, and they honestly could just be throwing that information out just to see like Twitter reactions. Like mm-hmm. how are people reacting to that? Yeah, that possibility. for sure. So, all right. Well, we're going to get into the topics for today's show. We are talking about uh, what if and the Sandlot. We're going to do the Sandlot first, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So um, when's the last time you saw this movie? Um, By the way, we're going to do full spoilers on the yep. same super old movie, so probably not a big deal. But. Um, I did not watch it this time around because I've seen this movie so many times. Oh, yeah. So the last time I probably saw it, maybe a year ago. But I mean, I overall, I've probably seen this movie 20 times. Oh, wow. I haven't seen it that much. Um, and you did see it pretty recently, about a year ago. Um, I, hadn't, I don't know that I'd seen this movie in... 15, 20 years, probably. Yeah. Came out in 1993, almost almost 30 years ago. It's and, crazy, like the amount of movies that we've talked about recently that have come out in 93. <laughs> yeah, we've done a lot of like 92, 93 yep. uh, kind of movies. I guess that, that was a couple couple really great years for films, mm-hmm. especially Disney films. But Well, this was uh, 20th Century. I keep saying that, but this is 20th Century Fox. Like The reason that 
you know, it, this wasn't, this wasn't, I, I'm guessing this probably wasn't originally available on Disney Plus on no. day one. Um, so, like, they're starting to do that more. In fact, you'll see that later, towards the end of the show, we do a segment uh, called What's Coming Up on Disney Plus. And, that, like, they're adding more and more mm-hmm. 20th Century Fox stuff all the time. So, so yeah, this is, but this is such a great, like, you talk about, like, at home on Disney Plus, like the same service that has like Remember the Titans has yeah. the Sandlot. Like it just it feels even though it was never a Disney movie until the last few years, it feels like a Disney movie from front to back. Yeah, for sure. So um gosh, where do we start on such a classic film? By the way, on on IMDB this has a uh seven point eight eight out of ten, which is honestly stellar. Like I consider nine to be like a perfect score yeah. basically. So it's, I mean, you can add one to whatever number you see on there. It's like an 8.8. Mm-hmm. Uh, people love this film. Obviously it's super quotable. Uh, as I was watching it, I was, I was surprised at how many quotes I forgot were even in yeah. the film um, that people, you know, everyone knows what you're killing me smalls, but like there's lots of other phrases that we'll talk about that came up as well as I was watching it. That I was like, Oh, I forgot that's from this movie. Um, so, but you go first. What what um, we both want, wanted to talk about this movie today, yeah. and it, for me, it was just kind of a, most, mostly just kind of I want to revisit it because I just remember loving it. But I'd only seen it a couple times. You've seen it twenty times. What what keeps you coming back to this movie? Uh, definitely the baseball aspect of it. And um, for those that know me, I'm such a sports fanatic as it is. So this is a great movie, and um you have uh, Smalls who knows nothing about baseball (laughs) and it just makes so humorous Um, the whole I mean the whole thing with the baseball is hilarious to when they first decide to chew for the first time that's humorous the pool scene and it just goes on and on the different um, there's so many iconic scenes in this movie to even when he's having like his first sleepover in the treehouse and he doesn't even know what s'mores is. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, you could go on and on about iconic scenes where um, people may not like recognize the name Sandlot right off the bat, but if you tell them, oh, such and such happens, then they're just like, Oh yeah, I know what you're, I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think most people would, when they think about this movie, probably think about the beast, the, yep. the big dog mm-hmm. that, that lives, you know, right outside of the, the sandlot. I, I want to start with, I don't usually go this like highbrow, like critic review or whatever. Like we're not serious critics, but, um, at the, at the beginning of, of a discussion, but, um, I, when I finished the film, I was struck by the fact that this is a quote unquote baseball movie, mm-hmm. but the, the characters during the main plot, at least the characters literally never play a game against anyone except for one time. Yeah. And it's just a pickup game. It's not like an official, like they're not in a league or anything. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things I enjoy the most yeah. about this film is that they are playing it just because they love the game. Yeah, they're not exactly. even keeping score. They're just playing. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole movie, like I, I was thinking, cause I, I couldn't remember all the fine details. So I was like, I feel like, like if you had asked me a week ago, what's the movie about? I'd be like, yeah. I, it's about these kids that play on a sandlot, you know, in their neighborhood, mm-hmm. they all kind of like live around each other and there's a dog and a kid that doesn't know how to play in their training and whatever. And th- I don't know, they probably play, you know, a big game at the end and beat this other team and, and it ends on them like, you know, celebrating at the mound. It's yeah. like, 
no, there's there's nothing like that. Like there's mm-hmm. no big game that they're not trying to practice up for anything. Yeah. Um, and I like by the end of the film, I was like, there's something really special about that. Like mm-hmm. that it's not a, it's not Mighty Ducks. It's not remember the Titans. There's no goal. Like it's yeah. it's literally just to have fun. It's it's about one summer in the lives of these kids, and mm-hmm. that's what I love about this movie. is so unique. Yeah, for sure. And but I mean, I think you said it best. It's really about kids that just love the game of baseball. Yeah. Um, the other th- thing I, I noticed, and I was surprised by it, honestly, because it's, it's just, I couldn't remember. There's a surprisingly lack of baseball in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. I I would say probably about a, th- maybe half. I was going to say about a third, but I would say probably half of it is baseball adjacent in some way. They're talking about ba- the babe, yeah. you know, the salt and the swat, all that kind of stuff. So even when they're not playing, they're still discussing baseball. Mm-hmm. But then there's scenes that have zero to do with baseball. Like you yeah. talked about the pool scene. Um, really, the dog is not about baseball at all. Mm-hmm. It's about this, this, the legend of this beast. You know, um, there's you know scenes with him and his dad that he's just getting to know because he's <laughs> the new stepdad in, uh, in the house. You know, there's other things going on. The only thing that's absent from this movie that you would expect to see is school because it's summertime yeah. and. But it, it's more about just being the new kid in a neighborhood, and you know he he moves to the, the he moves to this state or area or whatever right before the end of school, and so he hasn't it, like the first in the first two minutes the narrator who is also Smalls the the main character is talking about how it's it's tough moving to a new area right before summer because you don't have a chance to make any friends yeah. before summer hits, and then you're just alone for the whole summer, and. It's it's so a lot of the movie is just about them hanging out, like you said, eating s'mores together. Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do with baseball, and I liked that part of it too. I I it is appealing to people like you that love sports movies, yeah. and it's a it's appealing to just everyone else that doesn't isn't into sports because a lot of it is just about growing up mm-hmm. and just being a kid. So yeah, because I mean, a lot of people um, can relate to the kind of stuff that takes place in this movie during the summer because a lot of people can look back on their own summers and be like, I did that. I went to the pool. Yeah. I went to the fair, stuff like that. Yeah. What What are some of the, um, I, ha- I also had that. So this movie takes place in 1962, mm-hmm. which is about as foreign to me and Grant as anything. <laughs> like I, I, you know, I was born in basically the eighties, um, Grant was born in the 90s. 1962 is like, I can't, I can't even fathom what it would have been like to grow up during that time. But some of our listeners may maybe say, oh yeah, I, I grew up in 1962. So for them, it's highly nostalgic. And yet, like you said, there are certain things that that, that just kids do mm-hmm. that I still the kids still did in the 80s, so the kids yeah. still did in the 90s. What were some of the things that you remember from the film, you know, watching it the last time or whatever, that you're like, wow, that boy, that sure reminds me of being a kid. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say one of the big things that my group of friends did was we always went to the fair. Yeah. And um, we didn't usually go to like a pool per se. Like we had a couple friends who had a pool in their backyard. Sure. But we didn't like go to the local pool. Yeah. But we had pool parties, stuff like that. But I'd say that that's the two main things like pool parties and, uh, going to the fair. Yeah. Um, and you, you did chewing tobacco just like these kids did. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> Not quite. <laughs> By the way, what little trivia thing I, I read that that the kid the, the, obviously they didn't give the kids chewing tobacco yeah. like on the set. These were actual real kids, so they gave them licorice, which kind of they made to look like chewing tobacco. Okay. It was licorice and some other kind of sweet thing, whatever. But they had to do so many takes of them, like literally putting real licorice. They were just like gorging themselves on on licorice that a couple of the kids got legit sick on the set. Which is, if you've seen the film, you know, that's the yeah. the humor of the moment is them getting sick on this, like, spinny ride. Yeah. And they've just all, like, you know, dipped a huge <laughs> chunk of chew out of this can. And so they get sick and they all throw up on the ride. But, like, I don't know that any of them, like, legit, legitimately threw up. But, like, definitely some of them were getting stomach sick because they were just, like, all they had had all day was yeah. just tons and tons of licorice. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah, uh, swimming was a big one for me. Um I don't remember going so much to the fair. I grew up in the West Coast where there there are kind of fairs, but not like there there are in the Midwest and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, and maybe in California, like that was maybe more true of the 60s than it was like in the 80s uh, when I grew up. But um, uh, definitely, so we didn't have a dog in our neighborhood that was like the beast, but there were like definitely like urban legends about like, oh, who lives you know, who lives in that house? Oh, that's old man, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, Oh, I heard that he, he killed his, his last wife, you know, like that kind of stuff, like the stuff that just kids come up with is just total nonsense, but Uh they believe to the letter. Like they, they believe every single word of the legend is true. And like that, watching this movie, I was just like, Oh man, like my, me and my friends used to just, you know, probably someone made it up, you know, three years ago, but, everyone oh it's gospel man like no i know it's true i've heard it from so many mm-hmm. people or whatever uh that kind of stuff definitely brought back some memories too um and then just like you know kids being stupid you know going to the pool to like check out girls and, yeah. and stuff like that it's just it's it's all it's all really funny and like fun to just kind of reminisce about that so this movie um you've seen a christmas story a bunch probably right right mm, do you grew up on that movie no Oh, you have, have you seen it all? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. You, okay. Here's, here's, this is not Disney plus related, but um, I mean, I've seen the kid get kicked down the slide. Yeah. Boy, that's not, that's not even like my favorite scene. Um, Christmas story and this movie are like close cousins, like first cousins that that movie is entirely narrated by the main character mm-hmm. as an adult. Okay. So I feel like there's almost like a level of like copyright infringement going on here. Like yeah. a Christmas story came out before this movie and not that long before it either. I like less than 10 years. So it's, um, as I was watching, I was like, Oh, this is just straight up a Christmas story. But instead of Christmas time, it's now summer, but it's this like, the, it's, a, it's even the same decade. Like a Christmas story, I think takes place in the sixties, maybe the fifties. And, but it's like the same kind of narration and like, you know, just talking over about his own tales and all the crazy stuff that they got into as kids and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, but yeah, Christmas story, I even looked it up. I was like, is it the same writer or the same director? Like, is this even the same production company? The answer is no to all those questions. Hmm. It's just, it's just very, very similar to that film. So interesting. Yeah. But I like the, the way that it's narrated by this now older guy, that and you get to see him at the very end of the movie, but telling the story of when he was a kid. So yeah, um, I love that that pool scene when uh, yeah, it's hilarious. What's I Wendy? Yeah, I can't remember. Squints. Yeah, squints. Um, 
is like, oh, watch this, whatever. And like later on, he says, like, I've been planning this for years, but. Um, and they ends up marrying her. Yeah. At the very end, they do the, it's it's not based on a true story. Yep. This is totally made up, but they do the based on a true story thing at the end mm-hmm. where they're like, and so-and-so grew up to be, you know, the owner of this, yeah. you know, the owner of the local liquor store or whatever, or the convenience store. Um, but yeah, yeah. They said that he, Wendy, he married Wendy Peppercorn and had nine kids. Yep. But yeah, they, um, it's, it's the big, like a uh, mouth to mouth smooching yeah. scene. So, and she calls him a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> like escorts him, yep. like grabs his arm and like throws him and out. And he's basically. just smiling. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's smiling right before, right in between breaths. Cause she like puts her ear down to hear his heart or something like that. Or his, or his uh, lungs, I guess. And he just grabs her. <laughs> he just grabs her, like pulls her in for a big smooch. Um, yeah. That's so funny. And it's, it's so classic. Like you talk about iconic, like those big teeth in his, in his face yep. and him just like doing that just goofy he literally looks like Goofy from Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Smile and then just, you know, going in for a big kiss. Yeah. Um, and then the narration is so classic. It says like, you know, that was the day that he kissed a woman and he kissed her good and long. Or yeah. like it's just like, it's so good. Like, um, mm-hmm. just the kids, uh, basically just retelling that story. Um, I think all the Babe Ruth stuff is really cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, like, those are some of like the best lines from this movie. Like, um, for instance, uh, Smalls is saying, I was going to put the ball back. Squint says, but it was signed by Babe Ruth. Yeah. You keep telling me that. <laughs> Who is she? What? <laughs> what? The Sultan of Swat, the King of Crash, the Colossus of Clout, the Colossus of Clout, Babe Ruth, the great Bambino. And then he says, oh, my gosh, you mean that's the same guy? Yes. <laughs> and then Benny says, Smalls, Babe Ruth is the greatest ba- baseball player that ever lived. People say he was less than a god, but more than a man. You know, like Hercules or something. The ball you just aced to the beast <laughs> is worth, well, more than your whole life. <laughs> I don't feel so good. Give him air. Give him air. Oh, it's so good, man. I... The storytelling in this movie is really good, and everything that they set up early, very early in the movie, is paid off perfectly at the end. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Because in the first 10 minutes, maybe five minutes of the movie, you learn that this kid has no idea who Babe Ruth is. Yeah. And and then it comes back all the way at the end. That that scene that you just read is from the end of the movie. Yeah, and like even like Squint saying, where did you your old man get that ball? I don't know. Some lady gave it to him. <laughs> she even signed her name on it. Some lady named Ruth, baby Ruth, baby Ruth, <laughs> and it's just so funny because they literally have. Uh, n- he has no idea on earth who this person is. Yeah, and so it it becomes a comedic event because obviously he's the only one that's not in the know, and ever like literally everyone on the planet knows Babe Ruth. So that it's funny just from that uh, aspect, but it's also fun because he like the scene right before that is they um benny the the mm-hmm. main like cool yep. kid whatever just knocks the crap out of this ball the hide comes off it's just string right mm-hmm. and they're like oh man that was our last ball and they're like does anyone have 98 cents for a ball and they're like no and uh, he's like wait no i know where there's a ball and he like runs back to his yep. house and he grabs his dad's you know signed by Babe Ruth ball that's on like in his trophy case type of thing on top mm-hmm. of the dresser and and pulls that out and 
and he he's actually Smalls is the one who hits it. Like, yeah, because he, he he couldn't even throw a ball at the beginning of the movie, but now he hits a home run and goes over the top, or whatever. And then that's the moment, like that's the payoff moment of him, like, oh crap, like I'm dead. Yeah, and then <laughs> so, he even s- talks about like how he's like when he's just trying to play along that he knows who this is. He's like. Oh, the great Bambino. Of course. I thought you said the great Bambi. And then Ham's like, that wimpy deer. <laughs> Which is so great because this movie wasn't a Disney movie when yeah. it came out. And now it is. Um, yeah, for sure. That's, that's really funny. Um, yeah, I had forgotten a lot of those little moments. Um, yeah, I, I, re- I remember that like, you know, there was something that he didn't get that all the other kids didn't get. But I totally mm-hmm. forgot about the signs autograph thing. And... Dude, that dog is like, it's a monster. Like they, like they literally, it's so funny when they're trying to get that ball back because they, they have like five or six different goes at it. It literally takes up like six minutes of the film. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. just trying to get that stupid ball back. They try like a pot on the end of a stick. They try like a literal stick. They, they, um, like mission impossible drop like one of the kids down like via ropes, like from the tree, Mm -hmm. like down into the yard. I'm thinking like, what's uh, Mr. Myrtle is the guy that lives there. What's he thinking? Like if he looks out the back window, like these kids like, you know, descending from the, from the sky down into his backyard. So they try all these different ways to get it in it. And every time that they see the dog or they hear the dog or whatever, they all just start screaming at the top of their lungs. Like it's just like nine kids, just, just high pitched screaming. And it's, I laughed every time. It was great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the dog's really great. Uh, the mom is played by Karen Gillan, who is like famous for like in, being in the first Ra- like Raiders of the Lost Ark, the, the, yeah. the original Indiana Jones movie. I'd forgotten that she's even in this. Um, the dad is um, somewhat famous uh, comedian guy. I can't remember. His, I'm blanking on his name right now, but I'd forgotten that he, he's not really in this movie very much. But um, that's the other thing about the movie is that it is, it is this is straight up a... a it's, I don't know that it's necessarily a kid's movie. There's language. You mean Karen Allen. Oh, yeah. What did it say? Karen Gillan? Yeah. Okay. That, that's the lady that plays Nebula. Oh, okay. <laughs> Karen Allen. Um, she looks... I mean, she's older. She's obviously an older version than she was in like 1977's Raiders. Yep. But um, she still looks exactly the same. She's got like the little cute, cute little freckle face type, type of look. But um, yeah, she's not in the movie very much for being, you know, a somewhat and fam- then- famous actor. James Earl Jones plays yeah Myrtle. I totally forgot he is in the in the movie at all. Oh, Dennis Leary's Den- the yeah. the guy that which, plays the dad. Which I mean, he was Dennis Leary was very popular in the nineties. Um, so as a comedian at least, but yeah, he both of them are, are really big. And then they got freaking Darth Vader to be in this movie. So yeah. like, there's there's big actors in it, but they all share like three minutes of screen time a piece like there mm-hmm. maybe nine minutes collectively are there are adults in this film every other minute of the film is kids just being kids and doing the thing in 1960s where like you just let your kids just leave the house and like be back by dinner you know and i just i love watching that too it's really fun yeah and then like then you have like the kid actors like um the kid that plays kenny also plays jesse in the my ducks yeah and then ham he's in the big green and other movies he was a huge child actor back then that are in uh different types of like kid movies yeah 
Yeah, and and like um, boy, I like as I was watching it, I was like, I remember all these kids. Like mm-hmm. they, they all have like, uh, I don't know if it's just because this movie's really popular, but like as I was watching, it, I was like. Yeah, I remember his face. I remember his goofy grin. I remember his voice. Like, they they all have like very distinguishable personalities and looks to them. Yeah, and you can't really necessarily always say that about a lot of um, kind of sporty type kids films. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. <clears throat> as far as famous lines, obviously, you you know said a lot of the sold in the swat um, kind of lines and stuff like that. You're killing me, Smalls. I, I remember everyone knows that you're killing me, Smalls is from this movie. But what I couldn't remember was, <clears throat> like, what's, what's the context? Like, how does, why does he say that? <clears throat> and so, obviously, watching the movie, I, I figured it out. But it's the, s'more, it's the s'more scene. He actually says it twice Yeah. Uh, during the movie. But, yeah, he says, <clears throat> um, Ham is saying this to Smalls, of course. He says, um, do you want a s'more? And then Smalls says, uh, s'more of what? He's like, man, come, come on, man, a s'more. He's like, well, I haven't had anything yet. How can I have some more of nothing? <laughs> Yeah. He's like, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> he has to explain what a s'more is <laughs> to him. So Yeah. It's just uh it's just so comical. Oh, and then the the verbal uh battle that they have with like the bad kids or whatever in the neighborhood. I forgot forgot about that, but um they have like this I didn't write the lines down, but they have this like it looks like they're going to come to physical blows, but instead they come to like verbal blows. Yeah. And they're just like trading back insults back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, which again reminds me a lot of A Christmas Story. Um, and uh, the the zinger at the end, which causes the big, you know, let's settle this on the mm-hmm. field, yep. is him saying, you play ball like a girl. Yeah. And then they're like, ooh, like there's like nothing more, you know, offensive to them as little boys as, as something like that. So, and then they're like, tomorrow. <laughs> game in our field be there <laughs> yeah it it's just comical for <laughs> sure yeah it's it's really good it's very well acted um the soundtrack is phenomenal it's all you know 50s and 60s kind of music um that there are some very iconic visual things that happen in the movie one of the one of the game the only game that they play at night during the entire summer is on July 4th yeah and it's because literally the entire their entire neighborhood is just or uh, ordinance just going on going off all over there the you know the entire sky is just lit up with fireworks so it like the and he the way that the narration is like so perfect and sweet like it's almost princess brideish like mm-hmm. like he's reading something but he's talking about how like that was like the one night that we as kids could feel like the pros, yeah. you know, under the the great lights of a, a major league baseball state. You know, it's like, and, and then you see these like slow-mos of them hit, cracking a ball and looking, oh, look at those fireworks over our heads. It's just like that, that scene is so picture perfect. Yeah, um, it is like every kid's dream to be in the big leagues. So, I mean, I feel like that scene just perfectly depicts it. Yeah. Um, and then of course, Benny gets the ball back with his PF flyers that yep. he, he puts on his, on his feet. There's not a lot of like brand name type stuff in this. I think they were trying to avoid, you mm-hmm. know, having to pay royalties or whatever, but, um, you know, they, they talk about bazooka at one point, you know, it's like the kid stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he puts on his PF flyers and, uh, goes, uh, jumping over the fence, uh, grabs the ball 
and then the again perfectly set up from like the first five minutes of the movie is this idea of a pickle like benny is the best pickler that that's on the yeah. team right and so he can get out of any pickle and score and so he plays pickle basically with the dog and you know immediately shimmies around and, and spins around in the dirt and then goes flying jumping over the fence he's like we got it we got it we won whatever and then the dog just goes boing like over the fence and just starts chasing him down and literally goes through the entire town and it's a lot of this movie is like not serious and a lot of it is kind of like um how you would expect someone to retell their stories of kiddom you know, like this like, is how I remember like it. Like a legend, yeah. Basically, and, and like, I mean, I I kind of wonder like what my current five year old will t- will will try to tell me like, oh, remember when I was five and I did this and you jumped over a fence and like you know like and then you know you ran through the movie screen and it exploded. It was like, yeah, no, that's not how any of that happened, but it's how it happened in his mind at, when he was you know eleven. Mm-hmm. or whatever and so yeah at one point the dog like jumps through the movie screen at the at the local cinema and you know chases him all over town and they go through the school at well, like the middle of the school at one point and um yeah there's just this big chasing then benny comes back to the sand he's like sandlot 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 and they go back to the sandlot and he you know with his pf flyers only could he pull this off yeah. he jumps over this like six foot fence again and or i think he climbs over it whatever and jumps and then the dog doesn't jump over the fence. It just plows right through it. And the fence is gone. Like it's just flattened mm-hmm. at that point. And they, you know, they, they just, they're just sure that this dog is going to eat Benny. Just like he, he ate that one kid three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, you know, no one ever saw the kid again type of thing. And so they, and then of course he just goes up to him and just licks him, you know? And then they meet Mr. Myrtle and it turns out Mr. Myrtle played with the babe and like knew the babe. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, sorry about your ball here. Take this one instead. It's got a autograph from the entire 1927 Yankees, <laughs> including the babe on it, which makes it, you know, puts him in good with his dad again and stuff like that. But, um, it's just, it's just so good. Like the storytelling is just, it's, it's one of the best nostalgia movies I've ever seen. Yeah, um, for sure. And I mean, we've talked about recently does this movie still live up to how we remember it yeah and i feel like this movie is a lot like princess bride yeah and um i'd say it's better than mrs doubtfire um some of mrs doubtfire kind of gets lost in the shuffle of the newness yeah but I would say this one is definitely like hand in hand with Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. And this movie will go on as a cult classic for years to come. Yeah. This is this is one I will definitely show my kids mm-hmm. um, one day. And I wouldn't say that about necessarily every 90s movie that I grew up with. But the, I think part of it is a, it's a time piece. Like it's a, you know, a period film from the 60s. So I think that helps it with its longevity a little bit. Um, but I think a lot of it is just that it's just a really fun, very accessible tale. Like I, I think no matter how you grew up, what, what class you were in or whatever, like, yeah. I think everyone can tell stories like this that are similar to the story. Uh, even if, if baseball wasn't your thing, like, or if, or honestly, or even if you were a boy, like mm-hmm. I, I think the movie is definitely more appealing to boys because there are only boys in the movie, um, except for at the pool. Um, but I think that even girls could watch this movie and, and remember, oh man, I remember the fanciful stuff when I was oh, yeah, when I was a kid. For sure. So um just like 
you know, brief content warning. There is some language in it, including like an S bomb and a couple of them actually. Um, and I'd forgotten some of that, but, um, like once, once my five-year-old's old enough to, that I want to show her that kind of content. Um, I, I'm definitely showing her this movie yeah. you know, as early as we, mm-hmm. as we think it's appropriate. So for sure. Cool. Any other just kind of high level thoughts or no, not really. Um, just that this movie is fantastic. And I mean, I would say it's one of the best, um, fiction baseball movies there is. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it kind of makes me wonder why this movie didn't set off more careers. Like, I mean, the guy that plays Benny is like a huge character. Other than Smalls is the biggest character in the movie. I don't know that I've seen him in anything else. Like there's several, I mean, some of the other kids don't really have that many lines, but I I don't know that I've seen any of them except for you mentioned ham, but, um, that's just the thing with kid actors. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to transition sometimes. You just never know. Yeah. Um, I, one thing, this is kind of a, a random trivia thing to end on, but one thing I read was that they, the writer of the, of the, of the screenplay at least had originally designed this movie to be about like eight and nine year olds. Like he really wanted to go mm-hmm. like super young. Okay. But when they started shooting the film, it wasn't working. Like mm-hmm. they were too young to like really pull off some of the humor oh, and yeah. the timing and stuff like that was just not very good. And so they ended up changing it last minute to older kids. And I think that was a smart move. I, oh yeah, for sure. Just that one decision. Th- think about that. Just that one call, like someone saying, Nope, let's cast older kids literally save the movie. Cause I, I don't think that, that other, that other movie that they were making, I don't think would have been very good. Yeah. So anyway, if you've not seen, if you've listened to all this conversation and haven't seen Sandlot, uh, recently, definitely, definitely worth a, a rewatch. Um, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed going back to it, even though I knew what was going to happen, even though I kn- knew how certain scenes were going to play out. I absolutely just, just got lost in the film. So yeah, great. Um, all right, we're going to jump into what if episode seven, uh, full spoilers for this one. So if you've not had a chance to watch episode seven, uh, definitely skip ahead towards the end. We do a couple segments at the end. Um, like, uh, we talk about what else were we watching. I'm going to talk about Star Wars Visions here in a little bit. Um, we'll talk about what's coming up on Disney Plus, so stay tuned for that. Uh, or otherwise, just hit pause and go watch the episode and then come back uh, here. It's about 30-minute episode. Uh, the episode is called What If... Dot, 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 Thor were an only child. Um, this is the comedy episode. Yeah, of the season, for sure. I feel like. Um, I feel like kind of the whole point of the episode really was to make us laugh. I, I, yeah. I don't know that there was a lot of like, ooh, intriguing you know, storytelling or wow, that's a, that, that's, you know, something I want to discuss with, with my wife and see what she thinks about, Oh, what if this happened different? It's like, it's more like, eh, they just, I think they just wanted to set up a lot of jokes and just like silly situations. Yeah, for sure. So it, this wasn't a deep episode, but I thought I laughed a lot. I laughed more in this episode than probably any other one. Yeah. So what are your general thoughts on it? Um, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, it is funny in this episode but i would say the main thing that i enjoyed most about it is it's basically like we talked about this off air it's basically like the thor reunion yeah where all these previous characters are coming back and i think that's what uh i enjoy most about this episode 
is we're getting characters um like we get uh now I'm blanking on we get Korg in it. Um we get uh Grandmaster we get um what's her face? Uh Tessa Thompson's character, uh Valkyrie in oh, yeah. it for a very short period of time. And then um we of course get Loki as a frost giant, which I loved that dude. That's a very unique part. And then we get Heimdall, his mom, and the list just goes on. Jane and Darcy. And it basically is just this big reunion of Thor characters. And then um it kind of sets up for what we believe we're going to get in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie because we even have like Guardians of Gal- of the Galaxy characters because we get Drax, Nebula. Um, we get to see the Gauntlet. We get Howard the Duck. And there are just so many characters in this one where um, you definitely need to be watching because you, you could miss... A cameo or two. I mean, Karen Gillan's in this. Yep. <laughs> and Karen I mean, Allen. I mean, Karen Allen. I, I meant Karen Allen is in this. Yeah. Um, no, I. Uh, speaking of cast, this uh, this might be one of the biggest um, ones where like the normal characters. It's, it's they're all voiced by the same actors, with only a couple exceptions. Like Captain cre- Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel is not actually played by um, Brie Larson. Brie Larson, and then uh, Frigga, who's honestly doesn't have a lot of lines anyways in the episode, is not Renee Russo. Okay, um, but I mean, I, I thought the people that played them, like d- tried to do like impressions of these actors, mm-hmm. I thought did a really great job. Uh, they, uh, you almost can't really even tell that they're that they changed them, but it's everyone else, including Chris Hemsworth. Like he is Thor the entire yep. time, which how do you do this episode without Chris? But like, oh yeah, for sure they could have, and they've done. I mean they've they've done. Um, you know they've replaced Chris Evans in some of the yeah. previous episodes. So like, I they definitely could have tried to do it and maybe even pulled it off. But yeah, it really is Chris Hemsworth. It really is Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston, Cat Dennings is Darcy. Um, it really is Samuel L. Jackson, Jeff Goldblum, Colby Smulders, Clark Gregg, like Taika Waititi, like it's. I was amazed. Like I, I Karen Gillan, I, I was I was amazed that I was like, wow, they really got everyone for this and one. And Karen Allen. And Karen Allen was also in it. Everyone knows that. So and, and Seth Seth Green was Howard the Duck. Like, yeah. it's a it's a this is maybe the biggest cast that they've had. It, they've had a couple that were close. Yeah. But um yeah. The zombie one had a bunch too. Yeah. Yeah, I was very impressed um by their dedication to make this feel authentic like with yeah. all the all the actors that you would expect to hear so yeah um but i mean yeah. there there's nothing really like to talk a ton about in this episode i mean it's comical watching captain marvel and thor hit each other Dude. from continent to continent yeah it's played for last for sure yeah um i think this has been it's not been a discussion on my lips in the past, but like mm-hmm. in the last year or two, maybe a couple of years since Captain Marvel came out, I bet a lot of people have said like, Oh, what if, what if 
you know, Captain Marvel and Thor got into who would win in a fight, you know, yeah. like, and we finally got to see that. Like we got to see Captain Marvel and Thor to go to, go to blows. They have a lot of the same abilities and powers, obviously a couple, couple differences, but for the most part, they're very evenly matched, I would yeah. say. And I, it was great to see that. I thought as, as far as action, that was definitely the highest point mm-hmm. um, of the episode. It was really fun to watch, but also very funny, like watching them literally smack each other around the globe. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, just watch him, like, destroy monuments or yeah. famous uh, attractions around the world is just humorous, too. How they decide to turn the arch into the world, which <laughs> they never do that, but they're about to turn it into, like, the world's biggest slingshot. Yeah, they turn it upside down. Yeah. If you if you're not watching these episodes and you just enjoy hearing us discuss it, whatever, basically the premise is is Thor turns the entire world into you know, a party. Yeah, it's a one big party scene. Uh, Midgard, obviously, what they call is what they call Earth, but yeah, they it, like they party around like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and he has to put it back up at the end. Like, yeah. it's it, the end of the episode. We're jumping to the end already, but the end of the episode is literally his mom Frigga c- coming to Earth, and it's like it's like that party that you went to when you were in high school and, and mom's coming home early. It's like, yeah. Oh crap. Everyone put the house back together, you know, pick up, you know, pick up all the cups or whatever. And like, they literally have just a few minutes. So they go around the globe and like put everything back the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then talk about the, the, you really liked that school. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> and how he's like, she basically like kind of like, it's almost like a force ghost type thing. And oh, yeah. he's like, well, I promise you, I'm just with my study group and <laughs> we're, we're meeting with other people to, or some sort of like diversity, whatever he calls it. <laughs> and we're just trying to learn more. <laughs> and then she gets there and he's basically like conducting class. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very, I loved basically what you get is Thor and Loki combined into a single human. Yeah. Uh, and he's very sophomoric. Like his, his, his humor is like what you'd expect from a teenager. Like Mm -hmm. just, you know, really, really stupid stuff. So like he calls people, he calls Captain Marvel in particular, a party pooper. Yeah. And like gets people to like chant pooper, pooper. (laughs) Like it's that kind of humor. And it's just really funny coming out of Chris Hemsworth's mouth. Um, he gets his butt kicked from Captain Marvel too. And I, I think oh, yeah. when you see Loki just get the crap beat out of him, I just think that's always fun to watch. And I really enjoyed watching Thor get just the crap beat out of him in this one too. Yeah, for sure. So they're trying to figure out Darcy and, and them are trying to figure out like, how can we, they've just met Thor like for the first time. And they're like, how can we take this guy out? He's ruining our planet. And they're trying to figure out what, where would be a good place to take him out. Should we take him to Siberia or whatever? And then Grant, they come up with the idea. South Dakota. They said, "How how about how about one of the Dakotas?" Yeah. Uh, nobody would notice if you blew up a Dakota. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Grant? I mean, I did not see that coming <laughs> at all. But I mean, being from South Dakota, it's kind of <laughs> offensive. But I mean, honestly. Besides like Mount Rushmore and Sioux Falls, there really is not much <laughs> in, I mean, there's like nothing in North Dakota. So 
they really lingered on it too. Like I, I thought it was just gonna be like a one-off joke, yeah. and then they came back to it like a couple minutes later. I was like, man, they really are like <laughs> dissing on Dakota. I know. <laughs> so yeah, they're like, oh yeah, nobody would miss a Dakota. Just just go ahead and blow it up. Um, <laughs> like they really, they literally equated it with Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was laughing so hard, man, because I, I knew you were from South Dakota and watching it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> South Dakota should be proud, and North Dakota should be proud that they got mentioned in a Marvel episode. It's it's the only time it's ever come up. I'm assuming. Like, yeah. It's a, uh, you know, when you think of like you know superhero in like Midwest, you think of like Superman's from Kansas or whatever. But like it was just it's never come up before that like someone's from the Dakotas and yeah. the fact that they brought it in, but just basically to dunk on it, I thought yeah. it was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um. I I thought Howard the Duck was a legit surprise. I I really didn't think that they would make him. He's not central. That's going too far. Him but and like, Darcy get married, dude. He's a, he's kind of a main character in a couple spots. Like, and I was shocked. I I was just like, I mean, I love the Howard the Duck, you know, lore and just how silly that character is. I mean, even Marvel when they created Howard the Duck it was meant to be a joke like it was never supposed to be like a character that would ever take off yeah and then he got his own movie in the 90s and like everyone's like what the heck is this but um the fact that he is like a somewhat prominent role in this episode I never saw coming yeah uh and Seth Green just plays him perfectly it's so he's so Mm -hmm. funny but yeah they get hitched yeah (laughs) they go on a date and Darcy's like um she's like okay but this is not a date duck And no one balks at the fact that they're seeing a talking duck, by the way, that's like, yeah. you know, three and a half feet tall. So, yeah. Um, Jeff Bol- Gold- Goldblum shows up as as the DJ, the, the Grandmaster DJ. Yeah. Um, Maria Hill's in there. I already mentioned that uh, Col- Colby Smulders is in it, but, um, you know, she's more the straight man. She's like, you know, hey, Jane, we need your help to to fix this problem. Uh, Loki as like this blue, you know, tall, he's like super tall, yeah. you know, frost giant. Um, I think it's great. And it, Tom Hiddleston always knocks it out of the park, but he's funny. And like, but like Thor sees him and he's like, he's like, dude, the ice bros. What's up, man. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, he's half teenager, but also half frat boy. Like, yeah, they're like, you can, he's like, you could drink this beer and it never goes dry ever, which is, I think a reference to Dr. Strange. Cause yep. there's like that scene where he's like, you can just drink this forever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, I mean, <laughs> it could honestly be like a precursor to fat Thor. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I almost wonder if they don't come back to this universe and then do like another take on fat Thor. I think that would be really funny. Just beer belly. Thor. Yeah. Um, they destroy Stonehenge during the, their fight and they have to put Stone, Stonehenge back together. It's just, it's silly. Like, I think a lot of the humor is like, it's not, this is not highbrow comedy. They're not even yeah. trying to go for that. But it's, it, I think it lands for the most part. Like, I, there were a couple like, like okay, that's, you know, kind of, you know, kind of dumb comedy. But I think, I thought a lot of the, the zingers and the visual comedy stuff that they were doing was actually, I thought was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I this isn't, this was a popcorn episode. Like I, the the weighty stuff I, I think is episodes we've already seen, and maybe we're about to see too. But this is the episode I will think of as, as just like I just had a great time. Like yeah. I, I just enjoyed just throwing my head back and just laughing at stupid stuff. So, 
he gets he gets Mjolnir back at the end. And he's talking to his mom. He's like, I promise I haven't done anything. I'm not been, I've not been partying, I promise. And he calls Mjolnir back to him and it has like party beads all over yeah, it. Yeah, like Mardi Gras <laughs> beads and all that. Yeah. Um and then the big I was a little surprised that it it ended so sinisterly, but I again I almost wonder if they're not trying to set up like a season two mm-hmm. with this episode. But it's um, Ultron at the end. He's got Vision's face, and he's uh, he has the entire Infinity Gauntlet full of stones. So I'm assuming I, again we don't know. Like we don't know if they're like oh well let's just throw like a last minute punch at the end, you know, get people talking or if they're like, no, like we're legitimately coming back to this and finishing the story in season two or whatever. I mean, it, it's a lot like the Thanos zombie. And when ego shows up to get, uh, Peter Quill. So, I mean, I, I do hope, I don't want them to see, I don't want them literally to just rehash every episode. Like here's the second part of season or episode one. Here's the second part of episode two. I don't want them to do that, but there are certain like fan favorite episodes. I'm sure Disney's watching the numbers and all that. Like they'll, they'll pick out, okay, you know, these four of the nine, we're going to, we're going to make a part two, two. And then the other ones just forget about and do something new. Yeah. Um, I think nine episodes is, is great. Um, so I hope they keep the season length to the same mm-hmm. and then just give us half and half. Like the, our favorite episodes, give us more of those and then skip the rest and just come up with something different. Yeah. So. I agree with you. Well, cool. Um, there's two episodes left. We're going to cover both on separate episodes of our show. So next week we'll, we'll watch and discuss, uh, uh, what if episode eight and then the finales, uh, the week after that coming up quick. Um, all right, I guess I'll go first on what else because I, I end up talking a lot at the end if I don't go first. <laughs> so, um, have you wa- have you been watching no. anything else? Oh, okay. So I, I ha- I'm the only one yep, who can just know. you, Phil. <laughs> all right, here's the here's it's the all uh, you. Here's the Phil hour um, at the end where okay. where I do what else are you watching on Disney Plus? Hopefully, it doesn't last an hour, Phil. <laughs> no, it won't. I, I only have I've only been watching one other thing. Okay. Um. So, um. Yeah, I barely had enough time to to watch the Sandlot actually. But, um, okay, so I watched, as, as promised, I, I everyone knew I was going to watch this, but I watched Star Wars, Star Wars Visions. Okay. Uh, it came out last Wednesday. And um, I watched all of it. Um, it's nine, nine episodes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And each episode is, they were actually a little longer than I expected. There were several surprises. Um, one is that the episodes were a little meatier than I expected. They're, okay. they're about 15 minutes a piece. Um, mm-hmm. So not... Not sh- I was th- expecting short film like yeah. six minutes. Yeah. Um. So it was quite literally more than double the length that I was expecting, but not to the they weren't to the length of like what if, which is like a half hour. Yeah. So they dropped all nine episodes at the same time, mm-hmm. which I kind of posited last week on on the show. You know, because they're so short, they're gonna. Did you watch it in one setting? No, I did watch it over a couple of days though. Okay. Like within twenty four hours, I was done. Um, you definitely could watch it all in one setting. It's it combined. It's probably only about the length of a movie, like an hour, hour and 40 minutes of content. Um, and, um, they're different enough that it's, it's like if you binged all the, what if episodes, Mm -hmm. it would, this is definitely anthology based. Like every episode has nothing to do with the episode you just watched. So it's, it it is easy, easy. I, I would think it would be very easy to just binge all the way through it in one setting. That's not the way I watched it. So here's the other surprise. I thought, based on the trailer, which I think was very, I don't know that they did this on purpose, but it feels very misleading. 
the the trailer going back on thinking about the trailer now yeah now that i've actually seen it all and I, there's some light spoilers i i'm gonna try to stay away from like big story moments in the okay. episodes if you haven't seen it yet um but I, I guess i will just to talk about it i do have to mention a couple things but um one thing that i, I don't know if it's a, i'm neutral on it i don't think it's a disappointing thing or a happy thing but I what I was expecting going into this was retelling of scenes I know yeah. from Star Wars movies in particular. Okay. But in an anime world. So mm-hmm. just do the scene again, change a few of the lines here and here and there, but do it in your own way. Like you have free reign to just do the animation however you want. That is not at all what this was. <laughs> so it is li- <laughs> it is literally uh what if Star Wars. Okay. So it is alternate universe alternate galaxy, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of the characters are even named the same. These aren't like, this is, there's no Luke, there's no Leia, there's no Han. Like this is not your, this is not your daddy's Star Wars. Okay. Like, this is like, let's just make up a story right off the, just the top of our heads. Let's just make it all up. And there are, so, so then you would ask yourself, well, why is this Star Wars? And <laughs> like, this could be literally anything. Mm-hmm. There are some, consistencies like they have pod racing yeah briefly in one okay. of the episodes they have the races that you've seen in the movies are present mm-hmm. here's all the same races there are even like mention of there are some like famous character i don't want to spoil anything but famous characters that you've seen in the movies that don't have any lines necessarily but are in the backgrounds of shots so they are trying to pay homage to the original star wars properties but several of the episodes don't have anything like that they're just completely i think you could not you could take peel the Star Wars sticker off of the the episode and it wouldn't be Star Wars at all. Huh. So the fact that they have lightsabers, the fact that they can use the Force, those are like what what binds this to the Star Wars yeah. property that we know. Mm-hmm. And in every other way, it's completely different. So hmm. um, again, I don't say that as a negative or a positive. It's just not what I expected. And so it was jarring, I think, going into it. It took me several episodes to kind of go, okay, this is what I'm going to get. Yeah. Um, and it's not what I was expecting. Um, and, I, and I mean, I yeah. feel like uh, going in, I mean, there was, which I haven't seen it, but I would just say um, there, it was kind of rushed or it obviously wasn't rushed, but um, Disney Plus kind of announced it rushed. Yeah. Like we didn't even know it was coming and then like a month later we got it. So Yeah, that that's not usually a good sign. Yeah. Um when companies in, in general do that, but um it is it entertaining? Yes. I, I did enjoy watching them uh for the most part. They were two episodes of the nine that I think are bad. Like they're they're just bad okay. episodes. Um they were at least one definitely, and, and maybe even a second one that I thought were incredible, like really, really mm-hmm. good. The rest of them were good to great. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't say I expected it to just be over the moon ha- having watched all nine episodes. I, I, you know, Grant and I talked off the mic about do we do a, a whole segment on okay. Star Wars Visions, and I, after watching them, I was like, no, <laughs> like yeah, it's I. I I, I definitely enjoyed my time with the nine episodes of Star Wars Visions, but I honestly, Grant, I, I know this might su- surprise you. I don't know that I'll ever watch these ever again. Huh. Like, I, I I enjoyed watching them, but I just know that they're not consequential for Star Wars at all. Yeah. It's just kind of like, it, again, it's it's what if Star Wars. Um, and so 
it's it's fun, but I don't know that I'll go back and watch the what if Marvel stuff either. Like yeah. it's just it doesn't mean anything, you know, for any anything long long haul. Now that said, your mileage may vary. I think if you're into anime stuff, especially if you're like really into it, like you're a total yep. weeb or whatever, uh, whatever the kids are calling it. Um, I think you'll enjoy it even more than I did. I just, I don't have a lot of exposure with anime. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I enjoyed watching the animation styling, but it didn't scratch any itches for me. Yeah. So I think other people could enjoy it even more than I did. It's certainly, there's a Venn diagram somewhere of like someone that loves Star Wars and anime. And this is like the thing they've always been waiting for. And I just, I didn't fit that, you know, both of those things. So. um, I'm sorry that it didn't hit. Yeah, I, I want to talk briefly again. Very light spoilers about my favorite episode. By okay. the way, by the way, if you if you're like, okay, well, shoot, um, maybe I won't watch all of it. The episodes to watch, in my opinion, are one, three, five, and eight. So, okay. and they're all obviously numbered on Disney Plus, so you can find those episodes easily. Uh, again, that's one, three, five, and eight. Um, of the nine, those are the the four, my four. Favorites. And these are your social security number. Yes, one, three, five, eight. One, three, five, eight, nine, nine. nine. <laughs> um, so uh, the best of that group, like if you're, I don't, if you're out there listening to this, you're like, I'm, I'm just gonna watch one of them. Uh, episode five is the one to watch. That right one, in the middle. Yeah, that one was called the Ninth Jedi. And again, I'm not going to spoil it because it is very, very good. I want everyone to kind of go in fresh, but um, I want to talk about some stuff that doesn't have to do with the plot because I think it's just, and this is, this is um, what's true about what I'm going to say about this one episode. I think there are little snippets of this in every episode. Okay. So there are certain things that are like not canon at all in Star Wars that they play, play around with and have fun with because why not? Uh, they can, they can do it. So they're on the planet. There are these machines that, the kyber crystals exist like in space, like in the, in uh, orbit around the planet. Okay. And they are fishing is kind of the best way to put it. Like they're these, these, <laughs> these machines on the ground have arms long enough to go into space. And they're like extracting these like asteroid things that are like orbiting the planet and harvesting them for like kyber crystals. I thought that was kind of cool to watch. Um, there's, um, uh, I don't know if this is episode five or a different one. I'm, a couple of them kind of blur, but uh, there's one episode. I think it's this one where, um, so in Star Wars, everyone knows that there's like a bad, I mean, not everyone knows. Some people know that there's like bad Kyber, Kyber crystals. Like if you're a Sith, you're going to have a red lightsaber, right? If you're a good guy, you have a green or a blue one. Um, in this one, the Kyber crystal changes its color depending on the user. Hmm. And I, I thought that was unique, um, yeah. something that's not true of Star Wars, but they can do in this one. So um, I'm a Sith. I'm wielding a, star, a lightsaber. You steal it from me, and as as it comes to your hands and you ignite it, it changes from red to green. Um, hmm. And I, I just liked the imagery of that. It was kind of a fun thing to play with. Yeah. Um, there's a speeder chase through trees at one point that was very reminiscent of Return of the Jedi. Um, and then in episode five, Again, I'm not going to spoil it. There is a major twist that I didn't see coming, and it was legitimately like, "Oh my!" Like that's that's amazing. Like what they just did. So um, I, I don't want to talk about what they do, but it's it was cool. Like I, I was not expecting that, especially in a 15 minute format. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to I want I don't want to dunk on this too much. Um, there are a couple episodes that are super slow, like just yeah. tons of talking. Um, whenever the action picks up in any of the episodes, I think the action is really phenomenal to watch. Um, they basically do a samurai 
samurai Jedi is kind of what you're watching. And, you know, there's these slow shots of these samurais, like, you know, pulling out the unsheathing their, their katana lightsaber from their hilt. You know, Mm. it's, it's, it's very, very true and very paying homage to all the anime and, and Japanese samurai type films even, um, that we've gotten in the past. So, cool. um, yeah. And, and there's like a couple new races that I don't, I don't believe exist in star Wars. Uh, one of the main characters is like a bunny type character, which I know sounds super stupid and ridiculous, but it's done in this like more adult style, um, animation Easter bunny type. Yeah, no. Uh, and, um, and that and it's, it's this girl actor that that plays her and she does a phenomenal job. There's actually several like actors you would know that are that voice do voice okay. acting in this in this uh, special. So um, I would say if you're into Star Wars, definitely watch it. If you're into anime, I think you might actually find a lot to like here as well. Um, if you don't like Star Wars or anime, it's a, <laughs> it's a skip. I it is a straight up skip in my opinion. Um, I only enjoyed it because I enjoy Star Wars. Um, so, um, so that's that's my you know eight minute review on on uh, Visions. Um, I'm glad th- I'm glad they did it. Um, I think didn't they already confirm they're doing a second season? I have no idea, Phil. I think I think I read that. I could be wrong. Someone can correct me if if they're listening to this and say, well, actually, um, but I think they said that there is a they're like they've been given license to make a second season if they want to. This is like. Um, of the nine episodes, there's like seven studios that made the episodes. So, okay. you know, who knows if all seven of those studios would be back. Maybe they only do five next time or whatever. But it, it yeah, it, there's, it's very unique. That the, and I think it's on purpose that they're releasing this at the same time as what if, mm-hmm. because it is literally just what if, but done in an anime style. So, yeah. All right. Um, we're going to finish up with uh, what's new on Disney plus this week. And then we'll get to what we're reviewing uh, for next week. Uh, you already know one of the things that we're reviewing, and the other one will surprise you. Um, all right, so we're doing we're kind of straddling months here. So um, uh, this Wednesday, um, Wednesday tomorrow. Yeah, as we're recording this tomorrow, um, Wednesday, September twenty ninth. Oh my gosh! I closed the freaking window. Why did I do that? I swear I, I'm never prepared for this segment, and I I promise I prepared this week, and I still managed to close the window. It's a fail. <laughs> oh man, sorry guys. Okay, uh, Wednesday, September 29th, uh, Turner and Hooch episode 11. I do like the title of this one. It's called uh, Hooch Machina instead of Deus Machina. Yeah. Uh, Ch- Chip and Dale Park Life episode 10. Uh, hopefully that show's almost over. Uh, what if episode eight, uh, the penultimate episode, uh, Doogie Kame Aloha. I think I got it right this time. Episode four is coming out. Uh, Disney's Magic Bake Off season one. Oh gosh. Uh, three teams of two young pastry chefs race against the clock to design a Disney inspired cake in the hopes of being named Disney Baking Champion. I mean, that's wonderful. That's a that's a title that everyone longs for. And everybody's going to be hungry after watching it. Yeah. Um, here's a big one, Grant. Maybe not for you, but for I think a lot of Disney Plus fans. Uh, season 32 of The Simpsons oh, okay. comes out on yeah. Wednesday. So it's it's the entire season. They've done this. I think they did this the same thing last year at this time for season 31. Um, but yeah, they're just dumping the entire season. So if you've 
you know, not been watching The Simpsons or watched, you know, every other episode, or whatever, they're they're dumping the entire season on the Disney Plus. I still think it's weird that The Simpsons are on Disney Plus, but yeah, um, why not? I mean, they, they own that property, so. Um, I'm not a big Simpsons fan. I I do enjoy the mo- like the Simpsons movie that we got and just the characters, but mm-hmm. I just don't watch the show. So, um, Disney Junior Muppet Babies season three, eight episodes are dropping. Jordan will be very excited about that, but she'll be even more excited about Disney Junior Vampirina. The entire season three is oh. dropping on Disney Plus. She will be thrilled. She loves Vampirina. I gotta tell tell a quick story about Vampirina. Sorry, this has nothing to do with the news. Um. So Jordan turned five uh, back in July and she, one of the gifts that she got is a, I don't know if you've seen this, maybe it's a, so did you, did you grow up with a globe? Did you have like a globe in your yeah. bedroom? Okay. Her globe is interactive. I think it's made by, um, yeah, it's made by uh, Leapfrog. Okay. It's got a, a, like a, a touch screen or not. Yep. I don't think it's a touch screen. It's an LCD screen with buttons. You can touch where the touch is. Is there's a pen, like a stylus, that comes with a with a globe. You mm-hmm. can t- you can touch countries on the globe, and it, it will talk to you and tell you about that country. Huh. Um, so, anyways, she's she's been learning about. It's really cool. Like she's it's one of those secretive things. She thinks it's a game, but she's actually like being educated. Yeah. So like that's why mom and dad like it. But so she, I forget what the country is, Romania or whatever. But it's not Romania. It's, she, she tapped on one country and um, it started telling her about it and she's like you know one of the one of the famous places from this country is Transylvania and she she stopped dead in her tracks and she looked at me she's like dad that's where Vampirina is from hey <laughs> learning stuff from Disney Junior yeah I was like you know and Dracula yeah <laughs> but she doesn't know anything about Dracula so I thought that was kind of cute it's never too early to Teach your kid about Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she loves Vampirina. And the one one of the main things everyone knows about Vampirina is from, she's originally from Transylvania. <laughs> it's, in, <sighs> it's in the theme song. Uh, Great Bar- Barrier Reef Season 1 uh, is coming on Wednesday. That looks like National Geographic. Also, also National Geographic, the Hatcher Family di- uh, di- Diary. The Hatcher fam- Family Dairy. Um, this is yet another, uh, you know, what do they call it? Like... Uh, real show reality show yeah i got there uh about um being on a farm <laughs> so, wonderful yeah. um i'm curious to know if you know this one because I, I looked it up and i think the the time frame is kind of in your wheelhouse roly poly oly yeah it was a it's a very old disney junior show okay so you like probably too old probably when yeah it came out. this is probably like the beginning of disney junior oh wow I bet you're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, this is late late 90s to early 2000. I think it was like mm-hmm. straddled uh, millennia. It's like 98 to 94 or something like that. Something, or like, 2004. something like that. Um, so anyway, if I, I'm i assuming all five, it's got to be all five seasons of Roly Poly Oly is coming out um, this Wednesday. I don't know if Jordan, well, the animation looks kind of, I mean, by our standards, kind of old. Like yeah. it came out almost 25 years ago. So um, I don't know if she'll check it out or not, but um, I guess if you grew up on Rolly Poly, you, you might show it to your kids. But um, yeah, because you, yeah, you were too old. Like you were like in school by the time that yeah. that show came out. So, all right, that's it for uh, Wednesday. For friends, for, for, for Friday, we're finally in October. October first. Yeah, October first. Um, okay, get this: Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales 
they're launching the scariest month with actual like scary stuff. So um, it's set after this is Lego, obviously, but after the events of the rise of, of Skywalker, Poe and BB-8 must make an emergency landing on the volcanic planet Mustafar, which is the big planet at the end of Episode Three of the movies, uh, where they meet the greedy and conniving Grabala the Hut, oh god, <laughs> who has <laughs> purchased. Darth Vader's castle and is renovating it into the galaxy's first all-inclusive Sith-inspired luxury hotel. So basically this sounds like um, Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. <laughs> but Lego Star Wars. Um, so huh. I obviously I love Lego. I also I, – I, I love Star Wars. I also love Lego. And so I will definitely be watching uh, this. So that comes out on Friday. It's no sense of like uh, – it doesn't say anything about like how long it is. It could literally be like an eight-minute short. But um, I will definitely be checking that one out. So – uh, Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. Uh, just roll with it. You decide live. Uh, a Halloween themed special episode. Um, looks like a sitcom show, I guess. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. This is the Alvin and the Chipmunks you probably didn't watch. It's the like a CGI live action mix. The first one. Yeah, it's the first. So both of them. So Alvin and the Chipmunks and Alvin and the Chipmunks the Road Chip. <laughs> so, and then there's also. Chipwrecked. Chipwrecked. Which Chipwrecked is the best one, in my opinion. I've seen all of them. I haven't. <laughs> we've we've watched all these movies this year. So like I we watched all four of them. Um I can't remember what the fourth one's called. Uh I know. Um What is it? I want to say the road chip is the third movie. Yeah, because Elvin the Chipmunks the Squeakwell. The Squeakwell is the second movie. Yeah. And then Roadship is probably third. And then Chipwrecked. And then Chipwrecked is fourth. Or Chipwrecked is third. I can't remember. At any rate, only two of them are coming out. Okay. I, which I think is the most noteworthy part of this. Um, if you have kids, you know, they're going to love these movies. Jordan's Jordan's actually seen them more than one time. I've only seen them one time a piece. Because um, I, I just cannot stand to watch them the second time. But um, only two of them are coming out. And I didn't see the other ones for the rest of this month. So my guess is that some contract just expired. Mm-hmm. But only for the two. Yeah. <laughs> and then they own all four of them presently. They just, I'm sure they have to wait for contracts to expire. So... The other ones, I'm, I'm sure all four of them are coming. Um, and then two. The, you would the, think. Those two are coming this Friday. And then um, I think there's two more. Uh, the Scariest Story Ever, a Mickey Mouse Halloween Spooktacular. I think I think this is new content. It's it's done in the style of the newer Mickey Mouse, which I don't really love. It's kind of the Ren and Stimpy mm-hmm. uh, Mickey Mouse. Um, but that's coming out on Friday. And then arguably probably the biggest release as far as, you know, its popularity in theaters and stuff is... Uh, Maleficent comes out on Friday on Disney Plus. Um, I'm assuming this is the first time it's been on the service, which is a little, if yeah. that's true, is a little surprising. Uh, we're almost two years in, and they finally just got Maleficent on on Disney Plus. But this is a great time of year, obviously, to to put a, a uh-huh. you know a spookier uh, villain centric yeah drama. So so yeah, this is the original Maleficent with Angelina Jolie and, and all that stuff. So. Uh, finally, I'm guessing it was on Netflix or Hulu or something, and probably, um, and they just now are able to bring it. So, um, I will probably watch if I have that have time this week. We're not going to cover it as our other movie or as our other property for next week's episode of our show, but um, I will probably discuss it a little bit. And what else are you watching? I've never seen it, um, even though I've had interest to watch it. So, um, that's coming out on Friday as well. So for me, I, I'm I'm sure for you, it's both of the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. Oh yeah. 
Uh, Definitely. I've, I've seen those a lot, so I probably won't see those again. Uh, Maleficent, Lego Star Wars, Scary, uh, What If, and was there anything else? No, I think that was it for me. So for yeah. you, for you, it's just What If, probably. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> We're so crazy busy right now. I know. It is nuts. When football's over, you'll have like gobs of time. Yeah. What do I do with all this time? Um, okay, so here's the surprise. We're going to let Grant announce it. You already know we're going to watch uh, and discuss on next week's episode, What If, Episode 8. Uh, and we're going to try to do like a scary movie of the week. Yeah. Uh, through, we, through October. St- starting next week, it will be part of our five episodes of October, the movies, the thrills that give you chills. <laughs> that was Grant's idea for a title. Uh, and so what is what is on the docket for the first? The first week? movie is, I got to look up what year oh, it I just came. Looked, I just looked it up, 2000. Two, the 2000 hit movie, <laughs> Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to confess, even though you have you've already recommended this movie to me in the past, I still don't know what this is. is was this a straight to Disney channel? I'm pretty sure that, we we are getting a Disney Channel original movie okay. right here. <laughs> okay. But I mean, it's actually got I mean, it's got Caroline Ray in it, who she was one of the aunts on the Sabrina show. Okay. And then um Oh, dude, it's it got it's got she's probably super young in this movie, but um Laura Vanderfort is yep. in it, mm-hmm. um who people would know from I mean, I know her from Supergirl. Like, she was in yep. uh, CW and Smallville and stuff like that. So, wow. Interesting. I didn't know she was in it. Yeah. So, it is um, an interesting one to start with. I'm not giving you the worst one that will give you the chills. We'll save that one for closer to Halloween. Okay. Um, I don't know that I know a lot of these other actors. Um, Caroline. Oh, yeah. Caroline Rea. Um, from Sabrina. Do you ever watch Sabrina? Yeah. Sabrina, the teenage witch. Um, she's, I think the mom in that show or the aunts or whatever. I, I can't remember what her role is to Sabrina, but, um, she's kind of like the main person on the poster. So those are the two, uh, properties for next week. We're going to be doing what if, uh, the next episode and mom's got a date with a vi- vampire. I can't believe we're, you're making me watch this movie. Hopefully this is, um, more like mighty ducks and less like the rocketeer. <laughs> As far as a recommendation. <laughs> no, no promises, Phil. <laughs> it, it will certainly be an entertaining discussion. Um, yeah. Either me saying, uh, I hate you, I hate you, why did you make me watch this? Or me saying, wow, that was pretty good. But I'm just going to tell you, Phil, we are not leading off with the worst one. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, Grant's Grant's holding all the cards for, for the month of October, which I'm very excited about, so... I bet you there's probably not anything I've actually seen yeah. like, in, in like what we're about to watch for this mm-hmm. month. So, um, cause we've already done the Hocus Pocus episode. Yep. Like, I mean, of, of what's left, I don't know that I've seen any of it. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> so, all right, well join us for that. Uh, it's sure to be a fun time. Uh, your homework is to watch mom's get a date with the vampire this week as well as what if, and we will talk to you next time for that. <laughs>